All right, all right. We are so, so excited that you're here today, whether you're here in the room, whether you're somewhere on our campus or South Venue Gallery in the lobby, or whether you are watching online. We're so glad you've decided to join us today. Um, listen, today is, is, a, is a pretty powerful Sunday because of baptism, but I've got a message for you that I think is gonna convict you, challenge us, and um, so I'm really pumped to, to share with you today what God has laid on my heart. We've been in a series called I Speak Jesus, and, and really the premise of this series is if you're gonna follow Jesus, you need to sound like Jesus. Um, it, it doesn't mean, you know, blasting verses at people, um, but, but it simply means that we wanna live out his words in a loving context, uh, especially in a time such as this. And so I speak Jesus means that our heart and our motive are all in sync with Jesus. But let's be honest, in today's world, our world today is not really in sync with Jesus. And I think one of the reasons why is because people today are so offended. I mean, we live in the era of offense. I mean, it seems like everybody everywhere is offended at everything all the time. It's as if victimhood has gone viral. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it is, it's, it's no longer, you know, uh, seen as a character flaw if you're easily offended. In fact, it's looked at as, you're right. You ought to be offended. So we don't live in the USA. We live in the USO, the United State of Offense. Uh, that's what we're in now. This is the era we're in. I mean, men are offended. Women are offended. Millennials are offended. Baby boomers are offended. Democrats and Republicans are offended. Atheists are offended. The saints are offended. The New Orleans saints are offended. Right? Should have won the Super Bowl some years ago. Vegans are offended. Vegetarians are offended. In fact, I learned of a group of vegans that are offended and they're calling for the removal of meat-based metaphors, meat-based metaphors. They want a ban on phrases like, bring home the bacon. They are rallying for less offensive and more health-conscious phrases like, bring home the broccoli. Animal rights activists have, have jumped on the same bandwagon. Um, they feel that some of our commonly used phrases and idioms in our culture are offensive and are actually encouraging animal cruelty. Phrases like, you're beating a dead horse, or you can kill two birds with one stone. They feel that these phrases should be removed and replaced with less offensive phrases like you're feeding a fed horse and you can feed two birds with one scone. <laughs> now listen, you may think that's funny, but it's not funny to them. Let me tell you, in fact, um, I learned that some of these activists got arrested because they were going around uh, to steakhouses uh, playing on speakers the sound of slaughtered cows. Yeah, and when the managers came out, they said, hey, listen, you can't do this. You all have to move. <laughs> I had to, I had to. <laughs> oh, man, listen, listen, here's the thing. What we think is serious might be silly to someone else. And what, what might be serious to, to someone else might be kind of silly to you. 
But we all have the capability of getting offended. In fact, Jesus said this to his disciples in Luke 17. He said, it is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. See, listen, in this world, you and I, we're going to have the opportunity to get offended. In fact, it's impossible that you won't get the opportunity to be offended. But I want to encourage us all today, and if you're watching online, to see people and to see situations like Jesus did. Like Jesus did in Matthew 9 as it describes how he went from village to village, town to town, speaking and and teaching in their synagogues about the gospel and the kingdom. And he healed uh, diseases and illnesses. And when he saw the crowds, this is Matthew chapter 9, when he saw the crowds, when he saw all this stuff on social media and on YouTube, when he saw all the headlines and other things going on in the news, when he saw all the different things happening in his world, he said he looked and had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. So listen, if you're taking notes and you're watching online, write this down. If we are going to speak Jesus, we need to learn to look with compassion and not with offense. With compassion and not with offense. So there was a specific group of people in Jesus' day um, that did not like Jesus, that were constantly in a state of offense. And I'm talking about the religious leaders of his day, the Pharisees. These people were constantly offended at what Jesus was doing. You can read about it in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They became so offended that it drove them to be jealous and bitter and hateful toward Jesus. They often muttered things among themselves that were against Jesus, all because they were so offended. They would, they would honor God with their lips, sure, but their hearts, their hearts were far from God. They were not in sync with God because they were constantly in a state of offense, now, if you know anything about the religious leaders, if you looked into the, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you know that they were constantly pushing a behavior, modification, performance-oriented faith. They were placing this rules-based religion on people, and it became a burden to others. Which is why when Jesus enters the scene, he challenges that. And in Matthew 11, he says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Let me just tell you, the religious leaders and Pharisees, they didn't like that. They were offended by that. But if you've been around grace in any amount of time, you know. Because we preach this and we teach this and we live this. You know that it's not about a behavior, it's about a savior. It's not about our performance, it's about our position as a child of God. It's not about rules and religion, you know this, it's about a relationship with Jesus. But these religious leaders in his day, they missed this because they were offended and it drove them to do some pretty horrible things. One, one uh, specific example was when the Pharisees and Jesus were in the synagogue in, in Matthew chapter 12, and there was this man with a shriveled hand. And so the Pharisees, the religious leaders, uh, thought they would trip Jesus up, try to catch him off guard, try to find something to accuse Jesus with. 
Because that's what we do when we're offended. We, we look for ways to tear down, to, to find the wrong. In fact, the word offend comes from the Latin root to strike back. So the religious leaders, they were trying to do that. So they go and they say, hey, Jesus, hey, teacher, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Everybody knows in this day, you can't work on the Sabbath. You can't do anything on the Sabbath. It's not lawful to do things on the Sabbath. So Jesus goes into story mode, classic Jesus. Jesus is a great storyteller. A great storyteller always allows people to see themselves in the story without assaulting them with the truth, which is what Jesus was doing here. So Jesus goes into story mode and he says, hey, if a sheep falls into a pit, don't you take hold of it and lift it up? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Pharisees didn't like that. So verse 13 and 14, let me just read that for you. Here's what happened next. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out and it was completely restored. Just as sound as the other. But the Pharisees went out and praised God. No, 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 they didn't do that. They went out and they said, wow, did you see the life change that just happened in that man's life? Man, what, this is incredible. No, no, they didn't do anything like that. They went out and plotted to kill Jesus. Everyone lean in. Turn up the volume if you're watching at home. Listen, the religious leaders in Jesus' day were driven by one primary thing, offense. They were so offended all the time, everywhere, and it drove them to kill Jesus. I don't know if you've ever played this game before. It's called Operation. You ever play this game? Come on now. You know this game? All right. Operation, it's a, it's a pretty fun game. This is Sam, okay? Um, this is an updated graphic. It's not the original graphic. But Sam, um, the whole idea with this game is that you take uh, the pieces of his body and you specifically place them where they need to go. The challenge in this game, though, is that it's so easy to accidentally touch the edges, the sides of all these areas that he's in operation for. And sure enough, when that happens, the nose turns bright red and the whole game shakes, scaring you and everyone around you, right? Because the first time you played this, you know, you weren't expecting that, you know? So you just go like, oh, ah, right? And it's a fun game, but man, it really is intense, when you miss it, and it's so hard, you got to be so careful, right? So, and it's so easy to just touch the sides and, and all that. But here's the thing. In life, there's only two types of people. Listen, those in recovery and those in denial. Now listen, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor, but I do know that when doctors and physicians are in the operating room, everything in that room is highly sensitive especially for the person who they're operating on because their body is exposed and vulnerable. It's under the microscope. See, listen, there's only two types, those in recovery and those in, de in denial, which means this, we are all a work in progress. We are all healing from something. We are all in operation. We are all in operation. Which means in our life, things are highly sensitive to us. And you know what I'm talking about. Because you guys all know when, when situations arise that in an area of your life that is highly sensitive, what happens? We become 
ugh, easily offended by it. All of a sudden we're like, stop, stop talking about it. Don't, no, I don't want to talk about it, right? See, you and I, I'm right there with you. We have that nerve that if somebody touched or if somebody just hit, somebody talked about, after, and, and we didn't necessarily like go to church that day. We didn't watch Grace Church Online. We didn't pray that morning, adored morning to Devo with the Lord. And all of a sudden, you know, that one nerve that they did on the wrong day, right, we become, man, our, nor, our nose turns red. We become offended. We become offended so, so easily. That's why, listen carefully, that's why an unhealed person can find offense in any situation, in anything somebody does. Versus a healed person, a healed person understands that the actions of others have nothing to do with them. And you and I get to decide which one we get to be every day. But don't get me wrong, it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to be a work in progress. I'm right there with you. But listen, it's just not okay to stay that way. God loves you too much to keep you where you are. He wants you to grow and mature and heal so that you can speak Jesus to others. These religious leaders, man, they were offended. It was the central issue that drove them to miss Jesus, to miss his message, to miss him as the Messiah. They couldn't see him because they were blinded by their offense. And this is why Jesus describes the religious leaders and the Pharisees of his day in Matthew chapter 23 as the blind guides. Because being offended cause them to miss Jesus. And when we're offended, we miss Jesus. And write this down, when we miss Jesus, we misspeak Jesus. When we miss Jesus, we misspeak Jesus. When we miss him, we can't share God's love. We can't represent it well. We can't represent God well. We can't speak Jesus well. And that's why the religious leaders couldn't either. And so in turn, they became really good judges of other people's sin and great lawyers of their own because they didn't like the way other people sinned differently than they did because they were always offended by it. Now, let me take this further. In Matthew 23, Jesus calls out the religious leaders. Woe to these blind guides. Woe to these hypocrites. Then in Matthew 24, he starts talking about last days. And he's like, hey, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. Nations will rise against nation. You probably have heard some of those verses before. But then he says this in verse 10, chapter 24. He says this. And then many will be, here it is, offended. Will betray one another and will hate one another. Now lean in, listen real closely. The word offended here that Jesus uses in the original Greek is the word skandalizo. Everyone say skandalizo. Skandalizo. It's where we get the word scandal on. A scandal on, listen, is a movable stick or trigger of a trap where you would place the bait. In other places, this word is used to describe a snare that hunters use or a stumbling block that people use to trip over or sometimes fall into. And in their day, the religious leaders, they did not like the way Jesus kept breaking the Sabbath and their rules about the Sabbath. It offended them and they fell into the trap. They took the bait of being offended. 
And listen, in our day, I don't know a lot of people who are really offended when people work on the Sabbath. You may or may not get offended about that in today's world. But in our world today, there are things that give us the opportunity to get offended, stumbling blocks, if you will, that, that cause us to trip and fall if we let it. And I just want to mention a few of, of them today. The, the first opportunity that you and I have to get offended is when we disagree. When we, this is good, right? When we disagree with people, man, we get so offended. When they disagree with us, come on now, when they disagree with us, they get so offended. We get so crazy offended when they disagree with us, especially when it's something so personal, right? Whoa, no, right? We get so offended by it. Now, here's the thing. If you disagree with people, that's fine. It's actually fine to disagree, and in many cases, you should. But we need to learn to disagree agreeably and not be offended by it. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 says this. Listen carefully. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. What does that mean? It means this. Though we are walking, breathing human beings, we're not wrestling with human beings. We're wrestling with the enemy, that is Satan. People are never the enemy. They might be persuaded by the enemy, but they are not. And we need to hear this. The reason why we get so offended in moments of disagreement, listen, is because we are so much more concerned about winning the argument than winning the person. That's what we're focused on. We bring our 10 points and our theology and everything and why they're wrong. And then we expect them to just come over to your house for lunch. And I get it, man, I'm right there with you. You might be thinking, well, man, I, I'm, I'm speaking, Jesus, because I'm just telling them the truth. And they need to hear the truth because the truth shall set you free. Right? I'm right there with you. I'm a natural truth teller. I want you to tell it like it is, man. That's how I am. And I get it. I'm right there with you. And if that's you, we must remember this. The key ingredient when we speak truth in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15, is we speak the truth in love. In love, not in offense, not in your own personal bias, not what your mama said, uh-uh, in love. Speak the truth in love. Another uh, way or opportunity we, we have to get offended is, is, listen, is when we are confronted. And every teenager in the world is like, yeah, yeah my teachers and my parents. When we're confronted, we don't like, we get so offended when someone confronts us, when someone calls us out, when someone challenges our lifestyle, when, when someone confronts us uh, about, about a post that we made, right? Or, or someone just tells us off, whether they're right or whether they're wrong. Man, we just don't like when we're confronted. That person on the road who cut us off, the barista who just, just did something to my drink, Right? Like we just, oh, we get so offended by it when we're confronted. But listen to the, the wisdom of, of Proverbs chapter 12, verse 1. Here's what it says. <laughs> this is going to confront you. Listen. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid. Should I just drop the mic? Like, 
That's Proverbs. This is the Bible. I'm reading the Bible for you. Aren't you glad you came to church and watching online? Here's another Proverbs for you. Listen to this. Proverbs 18, verse 19. Uh, a brother offended, that is brother or sister, offended is harder to win than a strong city. And contentions are like the bars of a castle. Now Solomon, the author, writer of Proverbs, uh, in his day, strong cities were built with what? Walls. Huge, thick, massive walls. And the whole point was to keep people out that were against you and people in that were for you and with you. And they're so great. And what happens when we're offended? We put up walls and divides. Stay out. Don't you dare come near me. Right? And we find ourselves against people. But remember Acts chapter 24, verse 16. Let me read it. And herein do I exercise myself. That is a striving within myself to always have a conscience void of offense toward God and toward men. That is mankind. Not just toward God. You might be good here, but it also says clear conscience void of offense toward others as well. So disagree when we're confronted. And last, listen, this one's a hard one. We have the opportunity to be offended when we have been hurt. Oh, man. When we've been hurt. Hurt people hurt people. And we get so offended for years and decades when people hurt us. And you might be here thinking and watching online, but Miguel, I should be offended. You don't know what they did to me. And listen, I'm right there with you. In fact, this was the one thing that, that really tripped me up for so many years because I grew up with a father who physically abused his kids. And the pain and the hurt that came from that and the emotional torment that came from that, I'm still to this day recovering from. So I get it. I get what it's like to be deeply wounded and hurt by others. But what I realized is that even though I've been hurt, wrongly hurt, I had to remember how my sin hurt Jesus. And listen, I had to remember this. A person who cannot forgive has forgotten what it means to be forgiven. A person who cannot forgive has forgotten what they've been forgiven of. Why? Because we're so offended. We're so caught up in offense. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, pray for anyone who mistreats you. Are you kidding me, Jesus? For anyone? What about that one person? No, anyone who mistreats you. Pray for them. You see, the reason why that verse alone would offend some of us today is because it confronts us. It challenges us. And more than likely, we just choose to disagree with it. You see, in the New Testament, the New Testament was a persecuted church, the church in the New Testament. Persecuted. Christians were being thrown to the lions, martyred for their faith. Now listen, in today's world, I don't think that usually happens to us. We are definitely a pressurized church. That is, we feel the pressure. But persecuted in this day was intense. And in 1 Peter, Peter, church leader, he's writing to his church. He writes this in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17. He says this, treat everyone with respect. This is in the middle of a persecuted church. 
Treat everyone with respect. Then he adds this one, and honor the emperor, 1 Peter 2.17. Honor the emperor? My friend just died, martyred for their faith. You want me to honor the emperor? You know who the emperor was? Nero. You know anything about Roman history? Nero was a lunatic. It said that he would play his fiddle while Rome burned, blamed it on the Christians, and threw them to the lions. Honor him. Why would Peter say that? Because that's what it means to speak Jesus. Stephen, the first martyr, the first recorded martyr in the New Testament in Acts chapter 7, while he was being beaten to death, clubbed to death, with his last words in Acts 7 verse 60, he says, Lord, forgive them. Do not hold this sin against them. And he breathes his last. Why? Because that's what it means to speak Jesus. Hey, we're, we're not Peter followers and we're not necessarily Stephen followers. We are Christ followers. So what did Jesus do? <laughs> if you know, Jesus, listen carefully, Jesus willingly gave himself up to the government of his day. The Roman government to be beaten, spit on, mocked, crucified. He had every right. He had all authority. And after being illegally arrested and tried, rejected, and witnessed Barabbas, a notorious criminal, being freed instead of him, he chooses to say while hanging on the cross in Luke 23, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. Because that's what it means to speak Jesus. Becoming offended is dangerous and will take you down a path of division and destruction. Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to save it. Do not fall into the temptation. It's a trap. Jesus said it. So listen carefully. To be offended is to take the bait of Satan. To be offended is to take the bait of Satan. So listen carefully. Let me close with this. Disagreement, being confronted, being hurt is all a stumbling block, an opportunity to fall in a trap and take the bait of offense. But when it presents itself, we can turn these stumbling blocks, listen, into stepping stones. Opposition can become an opportunity. What do I mean? What does that look like? Listen carefully. When we have the stumbling block of disagreement presented, instead of getting offended, trying to win the argument, what if we prayed for them? Speak Jesus. When the stumbling block of confrontation comes, instead of getting offended, what if we, and getting angry, right, and, and getting defensive when we're confronted, what if we thanked them? Speak Jesus. And when the stumbling block of hurt comes, instead of getting offended and holding a grudge and becoming bitter and resentful, what if we forgave them and could later bless them? Speak Jesus. And if you are a follower of Jesus and you're watching online or you're here today, then you are ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are missionaries in America, called and sent to spread the good news of Jesus in such a time as this. 
So we don't allow ourselves to get caught up in the things of this world and become offended by them. This is not our home. Our home is with Jesus. Our mind is focused on eternal things, not on temporal things. And the year 2020 will just be a blip on the radar of eternity. But the word of the Lord will endure forever. So our sole purpose and drive while we are here on this earth is to speak Jesus to as many people that will hear it for the glory of God. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for your word. May we be the ambassadors, the church, the saints that you've called us to be in this world, in this time, and speak Jesus to others. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.